The following program is brought to you by Mind's Eye, the virtual newsstand. Welcome to 501 Crossroads, your show all about nonprofits and the people that make the mission happen. I'm Marjorie Moore, Executive Director of Mind's Eye, and my personal mission is to make nonprofits stronger by identifying and fixing the rubs that so often come up between people and the mission. And we have my co-host, Natalie Jablonski, the nonprofit ninja, specializing in helping nonprofits maximize their time, talent, and resources to achieve organizational greatness. Hey, Marjorie. Hey, how you doing? I am great. Do you know why? Why? Because we are doing a... Wine on one. That's right. I love these shows, not just because we get wine, but because we talk about great topics. And a lot of our wine on one topics are suggested by you, the listeners. So Mm -hmm. keep those suggestions coming. We are glad that you find them helpful. One of the things that we are going to talk about in this particular one is all about process improvement. I keep hearing this phrase tossed around a lot, and it's not Mm -hmm. anything new. No. Uh, people have been improving processes for many years, ever since the widgets were first created at some point, right? They get faster, more efficient, smarter. Absolutely. But how do we apply process improvement to nonprofits? Well, I think first you take the wine away from the executive directors. That's not going to happen. So how else can we? <laughs> more coffee. <laughs> oh, there we go. Balance. I, I do drink coffee until it's acceptable to drink wine. Yes. So that's okay. <laughs> so here's, here's what I find is the problem with process improvements in general. First off, people will make improvements to their process, and I use improvements kind of in italics, uh, based on opinions, mm. not data. Have you seen this? I've done it. Oh, <laughs> look at that. How And it doesn't feel freeing to be able to, to like, admit that to the world. Let's tweak that. Let's, let's you know, yeah, let's just talk about that. I so think that tell me about that experience. Better. Well, I, I think one of the things that I can think of most that just is always standing out in my mind as something that process improvement needed is the checkout for our auction. Okay. So we've all been there, done that, stood in line and wanted to pull our hair out at the end of the night. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, you know, over the years, it's been like, okay, we've got to fix this. What are we going to do? And every volunteer that's ever lived mm-hmm. will give us a suggestion of how we should improve it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's pick these, take that one, see how it works this year no actual like rhyme or reason to what we're choosing other than I gut feeling says maybe this one, this time it'll work. Mm-hmm. And um we got it to work last year, but I think a lot of that was person improvement. Oh, well, sometimes so, human resources is part yeah, of our resource, right? Exactly. So, so when Mike's you talk raising ab- his hand in the studio, it was actually <laughs> Mike came on and he so fixed it. <laughs> he, he, he does that. He, he's got all sorts of talents. So when you talk about fixing it, Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said every year we try to fix it. What did, and it didn't improve or didn't meet the mm-hmm. expectations. How did you know that? How did I, how did I know it not didn't work? Mm-hmm. Because the line was still, you know, 40 people long and people right. were standing in okay. line and it was terrible. I mean, and, not great. They were standing in line, but good yeah. that you noticed that. So basically I was like dancing through the line saying, it's going to be great people. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for coming. And, and one data oh. cycle for that was enough for you to realize that the change didn't work. And so obviously something else needed to be changed. Exactly. What about bigger things in the office? I have a tendency of saying, oh, I don't know if I like the way that's done. Therefore, we'll change it. Yes. (laughs) And we'll call it process improvement. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't like the way the phones are answered. Because it feels like when the phones ring, 70 people all try to grab it at one time, which means 70 people are now interrupting their day and their train of thought. And that's not necessary. So we're just going to change it. Mm. as opposed to seeing what that looks like and who the best person is, uh, I just say, okay, from now on, Marjorie, you're the one answering the phones. All right. Which works to a point because it's opinion, but I didn't use anything 
any facts really besides mm-hmm. the things that I was just observing, which sometimes yeah. let's just be honest. That's all we've got in nonprofit management, right? I'm always the fastest to the phone. Oh, well, I will say when I call, you're very prompt <laughs> at answering. So thank you. Uh, the other thing that bothers me with process improvement is that people will confuse change mm-hmm. with improvement. Oh, and that's not the case. I do. As we know, both of us love change. We love change. But <laughs> there is a but. Go on. But it doesn't necessarily always improve things. Sometimes no. change is we're just changing things because we need to shake it up. And, and sometimes we think that we're improving things and it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've, we've done that. In fact, even on the show, I think when we first started, we had these very complex outlines. Yes. I remember. <laughs> and we would read through them. And they were folks, I got to tell you, they were several pages long and we felt they were necessary. And we thought, oh, this is going to be great. And then what we realized is we didn't really need all that. Yeah. And so and I get overwhelmed reading it. Yes. And so <laughs> the question just becomes, although we did change it, I don't know if we've improved it for our listeners or not, but if they've noticed I mean, a difference, but we've noticed a difference. So we like doing the show more. We do like doing the show more. <laughs> so we hope you enjoy it as well. And I think that is also the difference process improvement when you're talking about change versus improvement to whom, who's your mm-hmm. audience. And so that's a big piece. I also think that the challenge that people face when it comes to this process improvement concept is they don't know what's a strategically important to the mission. Mm. And what I mean by that is they, they start using these tools. Uh, right now, big buzzwords and processes are lean and six sigma. And you hear these, mm-hmm. you know, around, uh, but they really don't have direction on how to use them. They know they should be using them. I've got the book. And so I'm going to do it. There you go. <laughs> and, or someone at one point told me I need to do a Kaizen. And I'm going to look it up and see what that is. And we're going to do it. I mean, Wikipedia will tell me how to do it. (laughs) Google does everything, right? And they can't put it on the internet Mm -hmm. if it's not true, right? So so one of the things that I think we can do as nonprofits, because I would say that most nonprofits do not have the resources to be able to have their own continuous improvement, continuous process improvement department. Uh, You probably have that as part of everyone's job at some point. So the national standard for quality is the Malcolm Baldridge Award. And if you're not familiar with that award, you can look it up. And I can already hear the gasping of some of our audience members right now saying, what? You want us to be Malcolm Baldridge ready? Like, that's huge. It's a big, big award. We're talking yeah. huge recipients. But you have to start somewhere. And mm-hmm. so if you look at the criteria that Baldridge sets up, there's things that are completely 100% applicable to nonprofit organizations, regardless of your size. It is a, a one of those areas that you can improve on. So if you are thinking big, because I'm a big fan of Go Big or Go Home, you can't apply for the national award until you win your state award first. So for example, in Illinois, the Illinois Performance Excellence uh, or LPEX award is the state award. Okay. And they've got different levels, uh, bronze, silver, and gold. So as you're going through the process over time, you can show your improvement. Once you achieve gold, you are then qualified to be able to apply for the National Standard Award. Cool. But even if you're like, Nelly, that's cool. I don't need an award. I just need direction. It provides you fantastic resources with all the Baldridge criteria of which you can start using right now to improve your nonprofit organization. How cool. Very cool. And it's free to be able to have access to these resources. And there's all sorts of other things you can learn about it. Uh, ilpex.org is their website, ilpex.org. Uh, but in general, here's some tips that you can use if some of those things earlier frustrate you as well to be able to implement process improvement and really make an impact for your nonprofit, regardless of your size. So first and foremost, we were talking about opinions uh, versus versus fact. And 
Data drives change. You mm-hmm. have to use data to drive change. What I love about what you said is I knew it didn't work because the line was still long and it didn't, it didn't take number crunching for you to figure that out. Nope. <laughs> Something more complicated might, mm-hmm. such as how would I like to improve donor retention? How would I like to reduce, uh, you know, uh, my staff turnover rates? Uh, you could look at how do I, how do I improve on how much we are making each year in revenue? And you can use those those tools to be able to help drive that process change. And some of the tools are located in the criteria of the Malcolm Baldridge Award. Nice. So you may think of it as an out-of-reach concept, but it can really be broken down, especially if the changes you're making are strategically significant to your organization. Even the little things can make a huge difference in how your organization runs. So uh, another one is like, so we made a change. Fantastic. Why? Because. Because. Because my board member said I had because, to. Because, yes, because my volunteer <laughs> said it would work. Because mm-hmm. one of my key donors thinks it would be a great idea. Yeah. And those are all not fact-based. They're <laughs> opinion-based, right? So if you made a change, great. You just have to know why. And you have to know, and if you're looking at Baldrige criteria, what are the data, what are the facts that you learned from the change? And then how did you apply that to make the change happen? So if you always backed up your computers in your nonprofit mm-hmm. by using a thumb drive and everyone had their own thumb drive and those thumb drives then every month got stored here at the organization and you saw on the news tonight when you went home, God forbid, some organization that you know somewhere in the world had a fire and all their items were destroyed. You may go, wow, that's all their computers and all their backups. So maybe I need to be backing it up in a different way. Mm-hmm. And you learn from that mm-hmm. and you now still continue your process. But now those thumb drives get stored in an alternative location. Or we start using the cloud. Or you start using the cloud or you start whatever it might be. But you learned it because of the fact that you made a change and you had a why behind it. Yeah. And you were able to show that it statistically made you a better organization because now you're safer. That's a great, that's a really great standard for nonprofits to hold themselves up to. Yes. It's great for any organization, but I think what happens is nonprofits get scared. Oh, yeah. I think it sounds some, incredibly like daunting to it, me. It does. <laughs> and you, when you hear that, you think, you know, like SSM, who's very prominent in the greater St. Louis community, mm-hmm. was a Malcolm Baldridge award winner. They're a huge hospital They're company. huge. <laughs> and I'm sure that some of our listeners are like with a less than five person staff nonprofit. Uh, some of you are solo and rock on. Congratulations. So they're thinking, how do I even apply this? Mm-hmm. And there's so many different steps to be able to look at it. But the most important place, if you're looking on where to go and you want to apply quality to your organization, you first and foremost have to know, and I can't stress this enough, what's strategically important to your organization. Because once you know what's strategically important, you can, if you don't know, first off, if you don't know what it is, everything becomes strategically important. And that leads to burnout and stress oh. and working on projects that don't matter to your organization that won't really move the dial, if you will. So if you can focus on making systematic and repeatable approaches to improve those things that really drive the mission of the organization, that will have the greatest impact to your organization's success. So if you think of anything and you're like, I don't even know where to start, systematic, repeatable approach. It's the basic place. So if you run a gala, as we've talked about on this show before, you run a gala and you run an auction process, do you do it the same way each year? Is it systematic how you do it? And can you repeat it if something happens and you win the lottery and you're not here next year? Will they know what to do? 
I mean, if I'm not there, everybody will know what to do. If Mike's not there, we might have a problem. <laughs> we might have a problem. So how do you, so how do you fix that? Yeah. And then how do you make sure that you continue to improve the process over and over so that it becomes systematic and repeatable and that everyone who needs to know how to do that process knows how to do it? Because it's one thing if Marjorie knows how to do it, it's something else that the person on the front line knows how to do it. So it just really ties into succession planning and documenting and doing all those things that we're always hammering away at. It does. Yeah. And so if you go to the ilpex.org, if you're an mm-hmm. Illinois site, if you're on the Missouri site, I know they have one as well, but you can you can cheat and come on over and mm-hmm. look at ours. Uh, it's a great way to be able to get started with just the basics. It'll even have a quiz that you can do for free that says, are we ready? Oh, nice. And it'll just, it's really great for just handing out to your board members and saying, hey, take a look at this or your staff members and finish the survey, give it back and let me see where we think we are as a group mm-hmm. and kind of do a pulse check. Uh, because it's not just about the award, although we all, I think, in nonprofit love to be able to have those awards. Man, I love awards. We do. We <laughs> love them. We love to put them on our shelves and our walls. And more importantly, we love the press we get from them because mm-hmm. that helps to for everyone to know how great we are, right? Exactly. But if you really want to be a great organization, it's not necessarily about the wood on the wall as much as it is, is what we do in our hearts. And mm-hmm. in order to approve that, you really have to have those processes. So uh, I know that I've had lots of people ask me about it. I've been an LPEX examiner for two years and had the privilege of being able to do so much with the Baldrige criteria. And I have to tell you, it changes the way you think about things, regardless of the size of your organization, because you are really looking at things from a different scope. No longer are you thinking about opinions. You're thinking about facts. You're thinking about data. You're thinking about how do I make this a better, stronger, and I don't even know where to go. When you don't know where to go, you go back to the criteria of the Baldrige award and it really can lead and guide you. I love it. Yeah. Gosh, thanks for bringing this topic. You're welcome. Because I didn't know anything about all of that. Well, so that's awesome. Go online, take a look, and uh, most importantly, just make sure whatever you're doing, it's systematic, it's repeatable, and it's strategically important to your organization. You can't go wrong. Awesome. Thank you, Natalie. Of course. Thanks yeah. for thanks for the wine. Abs- well, you brought the wine. Well, thanks for letting me drink it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to all of you for listening. And joining us on 501 Crossroads. We're recording at the studios of Mind's Eye Radio. Um, and it's produced and hosted by me, Marjorie Moore. And me, Natalie Jablonski. Mike Curtis is our sound engineer. Please go to iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite app is. Subscribe. Leave us some feedback. We really want to know what you think. Um, and let us others find us. Um, you can find us on Facebook at 501 Crossroads. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're all looking, working towards the same outcomes. <laughs>